0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's uh, move on to other matters then, shall we? Um, the basic education minister, Angie Moteca, uh, says that her ministry is making significant progress uh, Uh, on school infrastructure projects across the country. Uh, According to the minister, overcrowding and the existence of pit latrines remain a major uh, crisis that must be addressed immediately. Despite government allocating over two billion rand in 2018 to address infrastructure backlogs, uh, primarily in rural and township schools, this remains a problem. Uh, the minister claims that efforts were hampered by the outbreak of COVID-19 and restrictions that accompanied it. Let's speak to the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education, Elijah Mklanga, joining us on the line. Good morning to you, Elijah Mklanga, and thank you for all your time. Good morning, thank you so much. Let's talk about what just uh, for a bit of context what it means when we speak of uh, uh, when you say that you have made significant progress, what's the where what are you measuring yourself against, and what does uh, significant progress look like? Well,
1: a, you recall that in 2018 there were 3,398 schools that were identified as lacking appropriate sanitation facilities and where we are now 2478 of those schools have now been provided with uh, appropriate sanitation facilities which means now we are left with uh, 911 schools which we are going to complete in the next financial year. What was that Uh, original
0: figure Elijah? thirty three nine eight okay, all right, and now we are down to nine hundred and eleven yes, okay, and uh, when you say with uh the, you have they have been the, these schools that have now been provided with appropriate sanitation what what, what does that mean is the what is the standard
1: well, the standard is that there has to be a proper structure which is strong, built uh of appropriate material, not zinc not uh Wood and the foundation should have been built in terms of uh, current building standards. It must not be a dangerous
0: structure. So it doesn't necessarily it, have to be a brick structure. It, it does
1: not necessarily have to be a brick structure because we've got different uh, technology that we are using. Mm. If you look at what Amalulu are doing mm. and the other companies that are, are doing uh, sanitation facilities, uh, we provide different types depending on the area, because some of the areas do not have water. That means we then have to deploy different technology. Mm.
0: What happens in those areas that don't have water? Because I, how do you provide for, for a flushing facility without that? Or is this where we now start to talk of uh, chemical toilets?
1: That's it. Um, the idea was never to replace pit latrines with flushing toilets. And this is what we've been hearing. Mm. A lot of people say it was never the case because the reality is that we don't have bulk water infrastructure everywhere. Even where you have rainwater, it is not sufficient that you could be running a sanitation system in a school providing for hundreds, if not thousands of learners. So what we're doing is to do what we call the ventilated pit latrine. Uh, where there is uh, chemicals that are used to maintain the structure, I mean the the system, but the structure itself should be such that it's dignified, it's proper, it's built to last at least for the next hundred years. So that's what we are we are providing. If you see the pictures uh, that we have been providing, it should give the people an indication of the type of uh, facilities that we are providing, replacing inappropriate. Uh, structures that we've seen that uh, are dangerous that mm. was many years
0: ago all right i'm gonna look out on your timeline for those images i actually haven't seen them because what i'm trying to imagine here is because you still speak of a ventilated pit latrine which suggests that there is still a pit involved so oh, Safer, particularly when it comes to young children. We've had that other uh, tragedy again of another child that fell into a a latrine, which I gather then, according to reports, actually didn't happen at a school. Maybe you can just clarify what happened with uh, uh, Langalam Vicky.
1: Correct. Uh, Good question, also, because what we are building now is age appropriate. We don't just build a one size fits all type of situation. Uh, They are built to fit the age of the children. In that particular section of the school, uh, as you will recall, that we have grade R now in schools clearly demarcated with their facilities. So a child should not normally fall into the pit latrine uh, or if it's built for their age, with the specifications given to them, uh, especially by the building industry. So. What would have happened in the case of Langalam is a strange one, which the police are busy investigating. The first problem with that is that uh, the child was found in the toilets that were meant for adults, but it was also after school. But also even in that toilet, they were found in a side where a normal human being shouldn't have been able to be, which means that there is something sinister there that took place has indicated that's what the police are working on. In fact, they're making good progress there because this foul play is not a normal situation mm. of a child having fallen dead because of poor infrastructure. Absolutely not. Because the facilities there were built and handed over to the school only in 2018. So if you can see the picture, you could see that no one should have died there. That is something else that the police will tell us mm. for soon.
0: When it comes to, um, you know, the, the uh, flushing toilets or the provision of flushing toilets, as you say, there's no bulk water infrastructure in a lot of these um, rural areas. How What is involved? For example, you know, uh, I'm sure you would have been to uh, these facilities where these lodges that are in the middle of game reserves where there is no bulk water infrastructure, yet you still find that they have uh, flushing uh, uh, toilets uh, in those kind of facilities where they make use of uh, um, septic tanks and that sort of thing is this an option in our schools it is an option we are exploring all options in fact we are experimenting
1: with that uh, somewhere in the northwest and i think in one part of Houghton to see how that can work the challenge with that is that learners, even in the lodges that you're talking about, there will be a sign there which will say, don't throw this, don't throw mm. this, because we are using a septic tech. Mm. So with our learners, they throw all sorts of objects in flashing toilets. Something that even the former MECO of education and uh, they did indicate when he visited schools to find that even flashing toilets are blocked because learners are throwing all sorts of things mm. in there. So that is a risk with a discipline in terms of ensuring that these facilities are maintained. So that could be a challenge. It could also become expensive, uh, but it's something that we are we're exploring, mm-hmm. it would need a mindset change from the side of our Lena. But at the moment, we are providing what we think will work, and we are monitoring how that is being maintained, because maintenance is the other issue, where you find that members of the community also use these facilities uh, during the weekend when they do their other activities.
0: Yeah, and I think this is uh, whenever we've had this conversation about uh, you know this infrastructure in our schools, I, I keep coming back to the point that uh, uh, this one is actually just beyond you as the Department of Basic Education, and I want you to just talk about uh, how much of this is just down to—is you. Is it uh, your budget when it comes to uh, infrastructure? And all of it does it come out of your budget, or does it come out of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure uh, budgets? Uh.
1: You know, the primary service provider of bulk infrastructure, whether it's water or any other, like electricity, it's those agencies created for that. In this case, the municipality. And when we see that this does not exist, we then make a request to National treasury to get funding so that we're able to do this specifically for our schools. But we work in partnership with uh, those other layers of uh, the state, provincial and uh, local government. Um, now, treasury has given us the money to accelerate the provision of infrastructure, particularly in schools, which was never our initial mandate. But we've had to do that because of the situation that we find in our schools. Uh, public works they do their bit, uh, but they also have other public uh, uh, priorities, public infrastructure priorities. That's why we've now been allocated our own budget for infrastructure, which we spend to accelerate the provision of appropriate infrastructure in our schools.
0: Alright. Elijah thank you as always for talking to us. I appreciate it. Thanks Uh Elijah is the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. You've been listening to a Power Ninety eight point seven podcast. For more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.